Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together, Bruce and I have written 36 cookbooks, including one you need this summer, sheet cakes and slab pies, as well as the Instant Pot Bible. And I would bet you today's podcast is about an ingredient, like we did a maple syrup podcast that was in every single book. I bet you this ingredient is in every single of the 36 books we have ever written. Perhaps it's in every single recipe we've ever <laughs> written because it is probably my favorite food substance on the face of the earth and this is the parmesan show ah uh, there you go they really are going to talk all about parmesan cheese and we're going to be really fancy here and make sure that we're talking about parmigiano reggiano parmigiano reggiano is from italy it is the true parmesan cheese it is aged often 12 months, sometimes 24 months. Yeah. I've even had 36-month aged Parmigiano Reggiano. Very dry. The flavor is complex. It's salty. Surprisingly, it's not a full-fat milk that is used to make Parmigiano Reggiano. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a reduced fat cheese to begin with. And then as it ages, the cheese just gets even better and better and better. So whether you have pre-grated in your house or whether you grate it yourself, we have some great ideas and to do with how Parmesan. How do I know that I have the real thing? I'm asking this because I know the answer to this, but I want Bruce to explicate on it. I want him to hold forth. How do I know I have the real well, thing? Well, the only true way, yes, you could look at the label on your package, but the only true way to know you have Parmigiano-Reggiano is to buy a piece of cheese that still has some rind on it, and you will see some of that writing stamped into the rind because they stamp Parmigiano-Reggiano right on the rind so you will see some of those letters and remember that some pre-grated parmesan cheeses today are filled with all kinds of filler including wood pulp if you can believe yeah. it and uh wood pulp oil there's all kinds of artificial additives in some pre-grated parmesan cheese so if possible and if it's within your budget Buy the real thing for the best results in what we're about to tell you. Okay, so one of the easiest things and fun things and most delicious things I like to do is just to make simple Parmesan crisps. It's mm. like Parmesan crackers. You have to use a nonstick skillet for this. Mm. So you heat your nonstick skillet up over medium heat till it's hot, and then you're going to take a couple of tablespoons of your grated Parmigiano-Reggiano and drop it into the skillet. What I like to do is use my two tablespoon ice cream scoop or cookie scoop and I scoop up the parm I I release the scoop into the hot nonstick skillet it instantly starts to melt and spread out and bubble and get crisp around the edges you don't turn them over once it's crisp around the edges you take them out they'll still be a little soft put them on a rack and let them cool for a few minutes and they're everything. They're salty. They're, they're crunchy. They're cheesy. Sprinkle a little black pepper on them if you want while they're melting. Oh, now yeah. I will confess that I, being who I am, being the super crunchy guy, I always when the, when Bruce makes these, I always go for the ones with the brownest edges, <laughs> even edging toward black because I like them super crunchy. You don't want it black, but it, you know as dark as possible. I go for ones with the least amount of blonde on them because I want it super crunchy. But you know tastes do vary. They in do this vary. World. And let's face it, you can buy these. I've seen these in Whole Foods. I've seen these in high-end markets. And the only ingredient it says is Parmesan cheese. And they're very, very expensive. And why didn't you salt them? 
because I didn't salt them because there's a lot of salt in the Parmigiano-Reggiano. Yeah. Yeah. But again, if you want to add pepper while they're melting, that's a really good thing. Okay, so we're all trying, I think most of us, many of us are trying to eat more leafy greens. Um, they are really healthy. And I will tell you that we're going to get to this in a bit, but I will tell you that Bruce has become the master of the kale Caesar. But mm. that's a different matter altogether. So... <laughs> We're all trying to eat more leafy greens, and we should. They're super, super healthy. So if you want to saute your, your chard or your kale or your collard or your mustard or your turnip greens, the best way to do this is, you know, chop, stem them. you got to stem, them, especially the large ones up. Stem them and then chop them up. Put yourself a nonstick skillet on the stove. Spray a little nonstick spray in it. Well, you probably should spray it before you put it on the stove, right? That's, Can you use olive oil if you don't of, want to spray it? Of course okay. you could. Set it over the heat. Put a little garlic in there, some red pepper flakes. I don't care much. Do whatever you want. I'm, <laughs> I love I love the precision. I love the precision coming from this food writer, cookbook author. It's brilliant. When, when we write cookbooks, I become so obsessed with the precision of every single ingredient. And if Bruce gives me um, a recipe he's developed in the kitchen, because Bruce is a chef in our TV, if he gives me a recipe that he's developed and it says salt, I go screaming back into the kitchen, how much salt? This from the so, man who says, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Use however much you want. <laughs> Put some garlic and some red pepper links in there. I could care less. Cook that for a little bit. Add the, the charter kale. Cook that for a little bit. Toss it around. Now add a little vegetable broth. I don't care much. A quarter cup. A Once third again, cup. I don't care yeah, how much. just a little bit of vegetable broth. You know what? What you want is enough to cover the pan and put maybe about oh I would say half an inch to an inch somewhere in there of liquid in the pan. Cover it. Reduce the heat to very low. Cook it about five minutes so the greens get a little bit soft. Uncover. Raise the heat. Boil off that liquid. And right before you serve it, you know what I'm going to say. Mix those greens with grated Parmigiano Reggiano. That will make a full meal, I think. I honestly, if you added if you added to it some diced up deli ham or smoked turkey it is now a full meal um i like to i like you know to squeeze a little lemon over this right when i serve it because i think lemon and parmesan yeah. cheese is so fabulous together but um that's it it's just make sure you toss the that parmesan with those cooked greens and i want to add one more thing you could put some toasted pine nuts on this oh, you and could. that would be now here's something so you take that whole dish mark just made he sauteed the greens in a little oil with with garlic and and chili flakes mm. and a little lemon and cheese. Mm. Let that get cold and put that on a pizza. Next mm. time you make your own mm. pizza, don't even put sauce. That's mm. it. That's the whole pizza topping. You just mm. spread out your dough. You put that chopped green mixture on it and bake your pizza. Although you could spread pizza sauce you on could. that and sure. put this on top of the pizza sauce. Oh, God, I mean, you could do all of that and it makes a beautifully delicious pizza topping and a beautiful side dish and again if you want to have it for a meal then if you want to go vegetarian serve it with some pita rounds uh and and again i would put a little nuts in it just for body right. if you're not vegetarian add a little chopped deli ham or chopped and you know cube it up don't don't use a little thin sandwich slices cube up some deli ham or smoked turkey delicious yeah. okay okay now the next one I don't want to be hearing from my cousins that live in Tel Aviv about this one, okay? So you're just going to listen to this, and you're not going to send me an email about how dumb I am. But for every cup of purchased hummus, cup, every cup of purchased hummus, I want you to mix in two tablespoons of Parmesan cheese. Because the idea of Parmesan cheese and hummus may sound to them like sacrilege. It's 
amazing. It's so it's so anti Middle Eastern, but it is really Parmesan good. and hummus and a little Tabasco sauce. Yeah, or what's that uh, smoky one? Oh, I like the Cholula Chipotle. Yeah, Cholula mm-hmm. is ch- the Cholula Chipotle is yeah. good. A little sriracha would be good. Yeah. So all you do is you want that Parmesan into the hummus with a little hot sauce. You want to start another Middle Eastern war, <laughs> but it's a fabulous thing. Okay, so I'm moving on, and just remember that that uh, these are general ideas. So I want you to try some time making cheesy chicken breasts it's an easy oh i love cheesy chicken breasts (laughs) who doesn't love cheesy chicken before you're going to cook these things in a non-stick skillet what you want to do is mix together equal parts breadcrumbs and grated parmesan cheese and all you have to do is coat those chicken breasts in that so put that on in a bowl you know roll the chicken boneless skinless chicken breasts around in them and i just saute them like you always would in a non-stick skillet just do what you would do one thing you might want to consider is using those chicken tenders you know those long skinny pieces of chicken breast and then you could just have, give them to your kids as chicken fingers. They will love them. They're, what kid doesn't like crunchy or chicken fingers or cheese? Yeah, well, it's exactly it. Now, of course, left to my own devices, besides the breadcrumbs and the Parmesan, I would put red pepper flakes in it. But again, I'm the crunchy guy. I'm the spicy guy. I like yeah. all that kind of stuff on everything. So there you go. So now, I teased this earlier, but I said you've become the master of the kale season. Well, Mark says I have because we live in rural Connecticut and there's a farm stand near us, and I will give a shout out to Teresa Freund and her fabulous farm stand. And when I go in there, she goes out and picks me fresh kale Yum. from the garden, and I shred it up, and I make a kale Caesar salad. We have it for dinner almost every night. <laughs> Lately, but I have been having it almost every but night. But I make my own Caesar dressing, which, you know, is an egg yolk and mustard. And, but you don't have to do that. You can turn with Parmesan cheese and a little anchovy. You can turn any mm-hmm. salad into a Caesar salad. Mm. And I don't care if you use bag shredded greens, whether you cut up mm. your own salad greens, whether it's romaine or whether it's kale, it doesn't matter. You can just do that. You can put on any creamy dressing you like, whether it's a bottled Caesar dressing or bottled Italian dressing. You sprinkle that with Parmesan and you lay mm. one or two anchovies over the top of that or or nine or ten and you will have a caesar salad all it takes is parmesan and the optional anchovy and you've got a optional anchovies are never op they're not even optional on cereal well they're or waffles as we've talked about in the previous they're never optional so here's the thing about anchovies when i make my Mm. caesar salad Mm. and i use fresh garlic i put the anchovy through the garlic press so it gets all smashed up with the garlic and then i whisk that into the egg yolk with lemon juice and a pinch of salt and then whisk in the olive oil. It's really good. Oh my. So you're going to put a garlic clove and an anchovy in the press. And I'm going to squeeze it and get that into a big bowl. Then I'm going to add an egg yolk. Okay. Then I'm going to put a big pinch of, sh- of salt. And actually, I was about to say sugar. Sometimes I do a pinch of sugar because I do find that a pinch of sugar brightens this whole thing. So I got my anchovy, my garlic, my egg yolk, a pinch of salt, a pinch of sugar, lots of black pepper, lots and lots, lots. and lots of black pepper. Um, a little squiggle of Worcestershire sauce, about half a teaspoon of Dijon mustard. Um, I put a squeeze of half a lemon. That's my acid. I start whisking in olive oil, and I whisk it in until it thickens and gets rich, and I stick my finger in and taste it. It tastes good. And how much olive oil do you think you use? Like, I probably um, use between three tablespoons and four and a half tablespoons. Yeah, somewhere in that region. Yeah. And You don't have to use a cup. 
of olive oil. I know a lot of people think, oh my gosh, it's no. so, 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 so No, oily. you're doing it just until it thickens up almost like a loose mayonnaise and stop and taste it. You want to still taste the acid of the lemon. If you yeah. don't taste the acid of the lemon, you put too much oil. Yeah, that's right. I think that's exactly right. And of course, it's me. So when this comes at me with the Parmesan cheese and the classic Caesar dressing that Bruce has just said and the shredded up kale... I, of course, add 5,000 more pounds of ground black pepper, but that's because it's me and 5,000 anchovies. But we should also say that that sometimes the large kale leaves in the supermarket are not so great for this raw kale. They're a little too old and too tough, so I like to get younger, um, smaller kale leaves. And where Mark puts his anchovies on after, because he likes extra, that's when the cheese goes on. I don't put the Parmesan cheese in the dressing. Mm -hmm. Once I dress the Caesar kale... I dump a ton of Parmesan on top, and then it truly becomes a Caesar. Okay, so I'm moving on. I'm going to tell you about what I think are some pretty fabulous burgers, and that is you can mix Parmesan cheese and a dried Italian seasoning blend mix into ground beef to flavor a hamburger. So you're going to put, my guess is for about every four ounces of ground beef, you want about a tablespoon of grated Parmigiano Reggiano and maybe about a half a teaspoon of Italian seasoning blend. Um, check your label on your Italian seasoning blend. It may or may not have salt in it. If so, you're going to want to add a little salt, maybe a quarter teaspoon per four ounces of beef. Um, and that's it. And mix those together. You don't even have to be this fussy with ingredients. You can just kind of eyeball this thing. So a little cheese, a little Italian seasoning blend, maybe salt if your blend doesn't, if the seasoning blend doesn't have it, ground beef, form it into patties and grill it or yeah. pan fry it. Or and broil you, it, however you normally cook your burgers. And you've got these kind of weird hybrid Italian sausage hamburger <laughs> the cheese in the burger is just you wouldn't even know it's there it's it's not like having an inside out cheeseburger when no, you no, bite no. and the cheese what's it called oozes There's, out what is it? that's called something now the kids are calling those inside out cheeseburger lucy juicy lucy's juicy it's not like a juicy lucy that's it the kids the kids hey i'm an ancient man i have come into my dotage i am officially the get off my lawn guy so the kids are calling them juicy lucy's and that's you know where the cheese is inside the burger patter and the patty but this is not like no that. this is just mixed in and it adds flavor and it just makes the beef taste even better okay we're going from dinner back to breakfast now because as far as I'm concerned, the simplest thing is the easiest thing and is the most delicious thing. We're going to scramble eggs with Parmesan cheese in them. So for mm. every egg, you're going to beat a tablespoon of grated parm into it and then cook your eggs just the way you normally would. It's that easy. I mean, just think about it. You're beating your eggs to scramble them. Mm. Just put some parm in them. They, it's just it makes them richer, more flavorful. It adds a little salt. Now, I just to, do it. I want to tell you that there's a difference between Bruce, who is the chef, and me, who is the writer. And that is how we make scrambled eggs. Because, of course, Bruce is the chef, puts a pan, a skillet over the heat, heats it up, puts the eggs in, and 30 seconds later, he has scrambled eggs with cheese in them. That is the way you make scrambled eggs. No. what I, As Bruce says, what Mark does is he goes in the kitchen to make scrambled eggs, and 45 minutes later, he comes out with scrambled eggs. <laughs> because I, I don't know what happens in the kitchen. I try not to look. I do this thing, and it is fabulous, that you melt some butter or olive oil. You can put olive oil in there, but I melt butter in the skillet. You put your, your beaten up eggs, even with the Parmesan cheese in it, and you put the skillet over super low heat. 
And now you begin stirring and you stir and you stir with a rubber spatula. I use a rubber spatula and you stir and you fold. It's like watching paint dry. And And does it not come out with the most custard-like creamy scrambled eggs in the history of the world? It is delicious, but I don't want to wait 45 minutes for scrambled (laughs) eggs. And it's like watching paint dry. So you know what? It's a super slow process. So you get up earlier and you start scrambling (laughs) and then I'll get up and eat it when you're done. It's, a, it's but you're also the guy that likes to stir risotto forever, so I it's a really nice. Thing. I I get into the whole rhythm of stirring risotto, and I get into the zen part of it, and I love stirring risotto. I realize I'm weird, crunchy waffles, crunchy parmesan crisp, millions of anchovies, tons of black pepper. That's me. Okay. Now the, Mark's going to go with one more thing that actually I think would be a delicious thing to serve alongside these scrambled eggs. Yeah, it's true. So tomatoes are in. It's summer. Tomatoes are in right now across the country. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a large tomato, two, three, four, I don't know how many. Get large tomatoes. And I'm speaking of, you know, hefty, nice, big tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And cut them in half through the quote-unquote equator. So, you know, if the stem end is up, you're cutting them in half through the equator. Um, and then put them cut side up on a baking tray. And now take top each one with a tablespoon of grated Parmigiano-Reggiano and maybe a half teaspoon to a teaspoon of a minced herb of your choice. I like chives, personally. Okay, chives are good. Rosemary's good. Oregano's good. Thyme's good. Um, Savory is good. Marjoram's good. Tarragon's good. Mint's not so good. (laughs) So use a green leafy herb, except for mint, of your choice. We We have the fussiest herb that grows in our garden ever, right? It's called lovage. <laughs> it is basically uh, celery on steroids. It is. So we can put lovage in it. This is so fussy old grandmother herb. Um, so anyway, uh, you do this. You So you put that on top. Um, I would add some black pepper, crank a few uh, rounds of black pepper on top. Um, they're on their baking sheet, 400 degree oven, 20 minutes until the cheese has melted and bubbling. And the tomatoes will be warm and the cheese will be bubbling and crispy mm-hmm. and a little salt. Yes, I would like that with my scrambled eggs. I would also like that alongside a hanger steak. So they it just like that is an amazing, amazing side dish. We hope you enjoyed the Parmigiano Reggiano show and that you will continue to listen to the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark and subscribe. So wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe and you won't miss a single episode. And while you're there subscribing, please leave us a review. Give us five stars. Tell people how much you love us. <laughs> begging, begging much, and connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram versus on Instagram under Bruce A. Weinstein. You can find us on any of those platforms. And we have a YouTube cooking channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, same name as this podcast, in which, oh, there's tons of videos about air frying, about Instant Pots, and Bruce and I have started a new series on that channel called A Deep Dig Into, in which we are finding ways into all kinds of crazy things like bread and butter pickles, kimchi, brownies, a crazy British quick bread parkin'. Uh, we got so much going on on there. You can check us out on YouTube, but we would love to have you back next time on the podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. <laughs>